Hello, everyone, and welcome to one new episode of Fancast Podcast. Today, our guest is Tiffany Petit on Instagram. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very good. Listen, this has been such a frantic recording session so far, Chad, you don't even know. So, if you don't know her, Tiffany is an artist on Instagram and on Webtoons. She has a very famous comics known as The Adventure of Second Ray in the... I forgot the name of the... I forgot the name of the game. Wait, <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> She has an Angels of Death fan comic, Governors of Second Ray, and has now also been been slowly turning into personal work and the USMP fandom. Hi, how are you? Welcome to Fancast. Finally. You've done a great job stroking my ego that you would know that my fan comic over the game that it's based on uh, just makes me feel like I'm really, I'm really winning. <laughs> Actually, fun, 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 funny thing about that. When I found your comic, I, it was by accident. I was already following you. I don't know how, when you posted like the Christmas episode way back when it was first starting in December 2018, I don't know how I found it, but I just kept going. <laughs> Oh, wonderful! Well, I'm very happy. It was, a, it was a coincidence, and I'm glad for it. But it was funny. You notice it, it, it escalated uh, from it, where it escalated quickly. <laughs> I went from being like, "Well, you know, it'd be cute this, or you know, it'd be cute that," to being like, "I'm going to straight up have a like a super dramatic plot line, and we're going yes. to really angsty." Um, yeah, yeah. That, it, it went from like, uh, "Let's have." Uh, some small interactions after they escape to be like, let's make people suffer with found family dynamics. <laughs> um, that was not the original intent when the comic started, but um, I don't know if it says something about my my mind where it's like, um, yeah, suffering is like a naturally fun. I think everyone wanted it to go in a suffering direction. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't have been in the angels of death fandom if we didn't like angst. <laughs> like like we wouldn't have. Perfect. Actually, you know what? I didn't I don't know too much about you. Uh also like I didn't even know you were reading my Angels of Death comic. I actually thought that you were just in the uh the though it's been a while. I try to keep on top of people. I've been so bad at keeping in touch with the wonderful people who've been encouraging me with the comics. And especially oh. since for the past like year and a half, I was working on. Okay, I, then you you definitely don't remember me because I am one of the people who was translating a comic back way back then. Like I remember messaging you were like, "Hey, can I translate this comic in Spanish?" And you were like, "Oh, sure." So there is an account, a personal account that I don't have access to anymore, that has the first three chapters of the comic in Spanish. Oh my gosh, I do remember, Nancy. I was right to say I'm ashamed of myself. Thank you. That meant a lot, and it's really, really cool that you took the time to translate it, and that's yeah. super awesome. Yeah, it's like a dream to have someone translate your yeah. comic. In I could never it's finish like, it, but I started it. I started translating it. It's an honor. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> it was very encouraging at the time. I was very, uh, I owe a lot to everyone who encouraged me, especially early on with it. I, I don't think it would have gone the direction it went. I don't think I would have gone in a much more, like, I got a lot better and faster 
at making comics thanks to you guys being really motivating and encouraging so Aww. super thank you for that that was really nice and i appreciate it yeah there was, i remember it be like a very like a big community around the comic way back then because it was the only thing we had in this fandom that wasn't pedophilic so we all just <laughs> lost up to it uh, i'm here to bring the wholesome and you know <laughs> it is a tough it's a tough fandom to be in because it's a fine line yeah you gotta, you gotta be careful with how you portray things <laughs> so we literally all just latched onto the fluff <laughs> Listen, man, I love Angela's death so much, though. I love, like, oh, it's such a good job with the, like, character relationships and, like, the, and I love me some, a nice, basically a, it was like the found family thing, but man, I could just go off mm. about Angela's death, but it was so straightforward and character-centric, and it gave me, I'm a big fan of, of Hurt Comfort, and it had so much of that, it was like, like someone wrapped up a little show just for Tiffany and handed it to her. So yeah, I get it. I get it. I love it. And actually, I remember like when the when the anime came out, right? Mm-hmm. I I I found this because of the anime. That I then played the game, and I remember I I'm so glad I I almost dropped the anime. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because like episode one, perfection, animation, pacing, everything. I saw the animation of episode two, and immediately I was like, what is this crap? Why does it even look beautiful anymore? Why? I see you have, I see you have ob- observation skills of how they. <laughs> I know, I know. It was a. I, I'm curious, did you watch the English or the uh, Japanese? Uh, oh, no, I watched the Japanese. <laughs> I watched mm. it in Japanese. I uh, yeah. I watched both because you got very different experiences uh, on them, and I loved both. I felt like the English the English one was funnier, which I liked because Angel really? Death is yeah, it was funny. The voice actor for Zach was really good. He was very funny. Uh, I should check and- it in English maybe. I I I only checked it in, in like in Japanese and in Spanish, but like I didn't like the Spanish version, no. so I was like nope. Japanese, I'm gonna stick to Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Japanese version, Zach has a lot hotter voice. He has Bakugo's voice, and I'm a big Bakugo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was very easy for me to listen. I couldn't, I literally just, every week, whenever the sub came out, I watched it there. Whenever the dub came out, I watched it there. I was so committed to that fandom. I was looking at the Chinese manga. I was like, I was in, I was in the fandom. Yeah. I was very into it. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad you were in the fandom now, because... I, I'm still like I still hold it very close and near to my heart. I was <laughs> not in there for very long because uh, again, your thing was the only non-creepy thing I could find, <laughs> which explains a lot about the fact that there is a small fandom around your thing. But like, <laughs> oh man, it's so and there was and the thing is like it's such, again it was a fine line because there was so much awesome fan art. It, I don't know if you noticed. I'm sure you did. Yeah, there was, there was. There was. I love the fan art. Yeah, it, that was one of the things that really got me wanting to do some of it. It was like, I couldn't believe, uh, I think, you know what it was? It's, uh, I'm sure you've noticed this, with RPG games that are like pixel-based, they inspire a lot of artists to want to do fan art for it because there's a lot of yeah. flexibility with what, what the visuals actually look like and people want to see what it would have looked like. Exactly, it's like... It's like with Minecraft, right? I know this is like, people that, oh, how does the recipe have so much, such amazing fan art? It's just cube game. Because it allows for it. It's, it's because it's a video game. I mean, exactly. I think people miss that. It's like, it's like fuels people's artists, like it makes you want to draw it when it's not presented to you with all the information. Like, it's exactly. Like, it's still in the exactly. Plane. 
absolutely and that's why the minecraft community is so popular like because mm-hmm. like because minecraft you get like the same thing with rpg they allow timing for like comedic timing and like storytelling can actually be conveyed really well with the pixels mm-hmm. and the blocks and, and to the point where you can still get that good sense of like storytelling while yeah. also the visuals can be played with so it's really fun i love the, and the freaking angels of death game i, I i'm sure you it is amazing it is amazing it it, it, it it used its medium super well like it was mm-hmm. it's timing and the the use of the word the, even the pacing in which the words came out was used comedically and or emotionally and ah, exactly. I, love, I love that kind of stuff that just shows good craftsmanship it was so awesome. Like there is, there is something that also talks about 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 anime that when I told my friends that the game was it was like funny to play, they looked at me with like confusion. We were like, "This anime has a funny game," and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Again, by the way, some of those like crackhead lines that Zach gives later are in the English dub. They aren't in the Japanese one. Like really? The, like, oh, like, uh, okay. Now I really have to check the the English dub. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, they had to clean some of the stuff up that you know they couldn't care. But yeah, um, again, both both English and uh, Japanese had things that were of merit. It kind of depends on what you liked about it. So I liked all. I like I like Zach being cool and hot, but I also wouldn't like him as much if he wasn't such a. He was a dork. <laughs> yeah, he was like an idiot. He was an idiot. He didn't have brain cells. <laughs> oh man, I. I could I could go for hours just talking about the characters and answer them. You're allowed. Like he was all brown, no no brain. <laughs> but she, she was like, was oh, Rachel is so smart. No, it's that you're an idiot. He, he had instincts though. He knew what Ray needed. Yeah. You know, he was he had yeah. like yeah. an eye for like like oh, I could just go on. The two of them were so perfect as characters, and how I've already said this before, but. Like, I don't know if you noticed this, I'm sure you did, but if the two of them, because of each other, go against their own interests throughout the story, which is such a uh, really clever yeah, writing device. Like, they, they are perfect foils. They're perfect yeah, foils yeah. because they force the other one to get out of the comfort zone and become more than they are. I love that. Yeah, dude, yeah. They both had self... Pro- like, they both had um, problematic goals in the beginning, and oh, because yeah. of each other... They went against their own goals, which is not usually how a story is set up. But for character writing, I thought it was like once the moment that Ray ran for her life to escape Zach was when I was like, "This is so clever!" Like yeah. she is pro- proactively going against her own wishes, even though it actually is for her best interest to do so, because for his sake, and then the vice versa, he's going against his own wishes for like I could just. This is good character writing. It's like, I love it when people yeah. play with a character's motivations and make them do things that they wouldn't, that they might not want to do, but like. But it's they will do I, it anyway if, if it's for another person. Yeah, it's just, I, it's so good. It's, it's so complex. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not going to add like, actually, you know what I really liked about Angels of Death? It wasn't a crazy complex storyline. It was very simple, but. Yeah. Uh, but it, it wasn't. It was for the mystery. Yeah, I mean, again, like, it's straightforward. They're trying to get out of a building. There's some antagonist, whatever. But it was very character-focused. And that was a big, big inspiration for me shifting to what the comic I'm currently working on, uh, Scent, which, as you, if you know anything your, about it. Your original, right? 
Yeah, uh, I I had actually already been cooking up a big, big, big original comic before I started working on Scent. And looking at Angel of Death made me realize that I really should start with keeping it very simple and character focused. So I changed everything that I was working on to this new thing. It's not, it's not like Angel of Death. I think anyone reading it would tell you it's not exactly. It's not the same, but it is a very two character focused and their relationship focused. And, and I definitely a hundred percent took inspiration from uh, Angel of <laughs> Death in regards to just yeah. keeping it limited and focusing on the characters and how they play off each other rather than getting That's two characters. I'm at this and oh, what if this happened? Wouldn't it be thematically interesting? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think some people get carried away with too much going on and you lose track of what makes a story good which is yeah i love i love things that are just two characters but interacting and their lives around that i love that oh yeah that's the like that's the and i know a lot of people like a lot of different things but i know what i like and i like good i like characters that impact each other through their uh slowly built like a slow burn relationship yes exactly exactly and slow burn doesn't have to be romance it can be also a very deep friendship but i love that exactly yeah and and though my my comic it would be technically okay if it was a romance (laughs) um but i uh i exactly i don't feel like the the romantic elements was what made it uh super good in angels of death but yeah um but yeah, that's my thing. I like that with Fruits Basket. Same thing. Um, my hair. Uh, I have my never hair. finished Fruits Basket. I should. Uh, I, I finished the manga, but I've been holding off watching the actual show because uh, I watch it with a friend. So, uh, but. So okay, what, are you, what are you currently? What? I'm think, sorry. What are you currently? Uh, what are you currently related to story-wise? The shows. Uh, Story-wise, right now I'm I'm focused on the Dream SMP and like I'm actually writing a lot about like fan fiction and all, and I'm I want to write an essay about like co- co- cooperative storytelling centered mm. around the SCP Foundation and the Dream SMP. I I I'm very curious about the whole concept of the Dream SMP and it's kind yeah. of like or, obviously I've been uh, getting into that uh, recently. So I'm kind of always yes. waiting. I'm very picky about what I want. I want, uh, I go crazy about the big lore streams. If it's a techno dream, something's going down. It's like, Thank I you. Really it's like, oh. it's, I it's so, it's so cool because there's like so many different perspectives going on at once. And it makes you feel like it's mm-hmm. a really breathing, existing real world with everyone. Exactly. It's of- like a story that you're living through. Yeah, and it's it's cool to feel like with everything you're watching, there could be something else going on at the same time, and it feels very, uh, I don't know, it just feels very like a breathing kind of real thing. And because every character is kind of already fleshed out by default because they're played by a person who's sort of portraying themselves. So mm-hmm. it, can, it takes care of a lot of stuff that other shows can't pull off because they don't have time to flesh yeah. out. Yeah. But with, with Minecraft, it's like, well, you know that character's fleshed out because if you went and checked them out, you exactly. could. But you don't have to. It's, it's I love really how character driven the Dream is. It's like very character driven, and that is not something I see in a lot of stuff. And I love that. I, absolutely, and and oh, I'm sure you. I don't know who it was. I'm thinking it was uh, on my live stream. I believe it was. 
had a friend, uh, someone who joined my streams called Awkward Alcoon. And there's a couple other people who joined. They kept pushing the Dream SMP on me. And I think for about a year and a half, I didn't check it out. But man, you watched a couple of those, those, uh, um, saddest animations and you can right. probably it's like a really sadist and you are the reason why i started interesting in it was a b yeah you know you, you you have to have, have a strong will not to at least be curious yeah yeah she, she goes crazy with those i um it was the technoblade one that broke me uh, that one was yeah the hook hound was hug hunt. Oh, yeah, that was i almost cried watching that I get really hyped about music and animated. I like music videos. I like hyping things up with edits. I'm crazy about edits for a little while. I think you remember I had some edit contests. Yes, I remember. I hope, I hope as I make progress on scent and maybe, I have no expectations for scent, but I would do, I would just melt over an edit for scent. Uh, but any anything that's fandom based with my own work, it's like, it's like Christmas. I go crazy. And there's been some really nice yes. support examples, but. And you will want to know then that actually your design of Zack is something that I used to copy all the time to practice my chibis back in the day when I was. Uh, well, I'm honored. And <laughs> I feel super important. I'm a celebrity now. <laughs> actually, like that is funny because like I I contacted you with like fifty followers on Twitch, one episode out of the podcast. And I was like, hey, who's you like to come? And you were like, oh, yeah, check it out. And when you didn't respond, I was like, yeah, I was shooting my shot too high. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy for it. And I, I'm honored that you would invite me. I, I feel super, super important. So that's what life's all about, feeling important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, like... I remember when you like like this is funny because like I think you're the the person who I invited to the podcast who I've been following for the longest, which is oh, well, it's weird to think about. It's appropriate. No, I, I it's funny as you so it is a little risky. I, I it's I do a lot better when I do like uh, anything Minecraft focused. Uh, but the thing is, like, I have to feel a raw like desire to make the comic for me to make an actual comic. So I know what I've recently jumped into with my own stuff is not, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not going to inherently, it's not growing anything, but I, I think uh, with everything you need to build it up before it, it's, you can't just expect people to like your original stuff, uh, off the bat. Yeah, and I had no expectations for like, you know, everyone is going to be like, Oh, original stuff. Heck yeah. That's what we signed up for when we joined, checked out Timmy's comic. But, um, I hopefully by the time it's over, I think people will have no choice but to be really excited about it. But, um, good, but the Minecraft good. stuff was a, <laughs> the Minecraft <laughs> stuff is like yes. That was a that was fun. Those are fun. They take me like no time to make, and and I part of me wants to put the audio in with them, uh, since mm -hmm. they're oh, they're so dang funny. I I love mm -hmm. the Minecraft uh stuff. Though I haven't watched a lot of it recently. Isn't Chubbo doing a new lore stream soon? Yes, uh, I think tomorrow. Ooh, like tomorrow, soon. Rambo is coming back to the Dream SMP, and we know that this this week we are going to get lore. So people are speculating at tomorrow. <laughs> it's been quiet. They always get you really. They always get you really excited. They do the big stream. They're yes. like, we're going to be doing that every day. It's going to be great. And then it's and like, then nothing. and then nothing. It's like, well. 
uh, I guess that's what happens when they're, they're, they're they got lots going on. But I understand. It's yeah. Fine. I don't know exactly yeah. what I would want. I want, uh, I would like to see more techno kicking everyone's butt. That would be fun. Uh, but we would all like that. I, I really like, I, I maybe have some apologies, but I want techno to kick some on the, on the butt. <laughs> that sounds about right. I, I'm trying to think of like what exactly I want to see in it. I was really enjoying it. Um, I really liked, I mainly liked the Dream SMP because of the, the, character dynamics more than anything i like i like i think because they're it's filled with so many talented content creators that are legitimately and like consistently good at at being a good character that it makes it really fun to see them bounce off each other like uh, anything like techno and dream was such a treat to experience i feel like dream's really good at acting and he's really uh, yeah dream is an amazing actor and more people should like talk about how good actors they all are <laughs> yeah it's um I, you're gonna get like the different things with each of them so i obviously i think dream is is one of the best actors i can't think of anyone else who i think does as good a job uh i think he does a really solid job tommy's i think got a good consistent uh he's consistently the most funny i think i and i love tom yeah uh, but um and, and so but then some of them work good just as good bouncing off character philza i think philza is one of the best additions to any combination uh because he brings that like s shared amusement with what's happening in front of him it always adds to it so he just revels in the chaos whatever the ca that chaos may be mm -hmm. uh, it, he it, goes along with the flow he's kind of like a uh, like to some extent, the straight man in the in the comedy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's like the straight. I understand, like Jafar and Twister. Yeah, yeah. It 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 brings out the the chaos that's happening when you have someone who's a little bit more uh, mature in the group, and it it mm -hmm. makes it more fun because you have a contrast. So yeah. And the techno. Who's, like who's your favorite character? My favorite character is uh, techno easy. I love Tiger Blake. <laughs> I think he's so clever, and I like him as a dry, um, Deadpool kind of character. He kind of is like the Sands of the group. That's like very aware, and uh, yeah. and he brings like, because you watch it, you know it's role. You're role playing Minecraft, and you want to take it seriously, but you need someone to that is aware that it's still role playing Minecraft. And I think that is super funny, and I think he's. Oh, shockingly funny every time he streams. I I, I, yeah. I don't know how he's so consistently uh, good humor. He's not always like this. He's not like a bubbling, like, comedic personality, especially not in a group. It's just that he doesn't take it seriously when he doesn't need to. Yeah, but when it is his stream, it's, like, consistently funny and clever. So exactly. I think he's really, I think really something good. you said there with Tengri is that the fact that he's self-aware makes it funny, and yeah, I honestly think that if none of them ever broke the fourth wall, our suspicion and disbelief would be broken, and that is like so and like counterintuitive to think. I I uh I'm trying to think of like well, I, I like them breaking. I actually like them breaking character often. I um because I feel like it is a stage play to some extent, and uh, mm -hmm. every time they have. If there's like, like for example, when Te when Dream accidentally killed Tommy. Oh I, yeah, that was hilarious. Like, like and I went and looked at everyone's reaction when it's like showing that that Tommy died, and like some people weren't sure if they were supposed to see that or like, but it's just 
I feel like it's it adds. I think everyone viewing it knows what we're watching, and then we can break for a moment, enjoy. Like you don't have to be permanently a, a like like in perfect acting mode. Just like uh, I, I like it being broken every once in a while. Um, maybe more so because because I don't. I feel like it should be. It's fun to take it seriously, but I feel like at its root, the best thing about Dream SMP is that it's pretty dang funny, and yeah. it's funny because there's very funny people in it. I don't think people started watching because uh, of the super of like a Broadway acting going on. Uh, <laughs> but that may, that's cool though. I like it when they go for it. And when they- I understand it. It's like my favorite lore stream, like the one I always go back when I need to like relax and write, is the Rambo meeting Slimesicle bar. Um, a freaking Slimesicle. Oh gosh, I love Slimesicle. He's another it's example good. of like, because like he has a character, but like, it's the improv. It's just it's so clever. The the improv and it's it. I don't think it would work if it wasn't just loaded with very charismatic personalities. I think that's what makes the Dream SMP work. Yeah, because and, they're very, they're most of them are very likable people. Like some of them depends on the person, but most of them are overall likable in general. Even if you don't actively watch them. Yeah, they it's uh, they carry their own characters because they are inherently talented entertainers. And I think that's why it works. I, I I think it would be hard to recreate something like that organically, which is why I think it's really special. Because um, you, you'd have to know. And if it, I think the reason it really worked, because they all were, there was like, for a brief moment, there was an explosion of Minecraft. And all of the, yeah. like, fresh newcomers, anyone who started getting traction and started working, people naturally came together. But you wouldn't get that now, because everyone's getting into Minecraft. So it's really hard to have that kind of happen again. It's like the YouTube animation blast back in 2016. That is like the best thing I have to compare. It's like when when a few YouTube animators got very famous back in 2016, so a lot of people started, and the big creators now are the ones that started back then, and now more people want to start into that, but because it became, like, such a mainstream thing, it's, it's like, harder to grow inside of it. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, and and there is, if nothing else, collabing is hard uh, to... Organically, because you don't want to force it um, though I guess, and over time, you know, like, for example, like, I feel like Dr- the Dream Team is, fr- is like a core group of friends that all kind of grew together, obviously, uh, to mm-hmm. some extent, and, like, that's, a lot of that stuff has just got to happen naturally, like, you can't make that exactly deliberately. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot have, for example, I always say that this, you will not, never have an RSBI because that happened naturally. That was just how their dynamic grew outside of stream, and then inside of stream, it just started happening. Yeah, and it kind of works well with improv, that there would be a improv-esque creation of this Dream SMP stuff. It's like almost like it's hard to deliberately make. I always, I'm always curious about what's going on with them, though. Uh, like, obviously, some want to do more uh, of the lore improv, while others seem very busy. Uh, I don't know. I, I always, I got a little, I got into it right when they started drying up, particularly right when Techno stopped streaming. I was always on, I was always on the lookout for Technoblade content, um, yeah. and I, and I hate that I got in right after there was a good number, like all of the crap at the ban. Uh, before I got into it, and then it was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And it was like, oh, 
you stop making content. That's unfortunate. But but yeah. uh, you know, I got plenty. I got I got plenty to keep me busy in the meantime. But I'm keeping an eye out. I'm I am always ready for lore. I like MCC. I like I like combining the personalities and and, and obviously it's all that's actually all real. Like you 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 are what you are. Um, and I think that's what yeah. makes it special. Like they're all kind of being themselves. So there's a exactly. It's like they are acting sure, and the characters have gone through things that change how they act. But they're also like very honest about it. It's like mm-hmm. it's not it's it's honest, but it's not literal. It's how I would explain it. Yeah, and on top of all that, uh, because it's open to do streams whenever, and there's no rule really that you have a limited amount of time to play around and be yourself. It allows for um, time to get to know and like characters more that a show doesn't have time for. That's a good... Exactly. Like, you can't... So many shows, I think, struggle because you don't have any time to get to know the characters or appreciate them. At least not... Especially not any of the side characters. I was just talking about this. I was just talking about this on stream about, like, Big Hero 6 and stuff where they have, like, a whole bunch of characters and they all are well-designed and they look like they might have a good personality. And then their their whole existence is fighting some random robots at the end, and that's their job. Like <laughs> they didn't do anything to the plot; they just kind of existed exactly. and looked. Cool. And then you got you have the SMP where like the side characters have even some of them even have more interesting stories that than the main characters. Like Eret and Foolish are some of my favorite characters. Foolish being my favorite streamer, and they have such interesting stories that never get explored because they are not main characters. <laughs> I'm guessing you've enjoyed the uh, dream and uh, foolish interactions. Like that's stuff that yes. no one's that's not required viewing for really the plot, big plot. But if you like foolish and you want to get to know him, it was hilarious. Cool. Like those foolish dreams where he was slowly losing his mind building a statue were the best thing that happened to me because I have so many clips of him just randomly doing shit because he was slowly losing it. It was amazing. Foolish is a very interesting streamer. He doesn't, doesn't like he he's not like go to as like the oh oh snap foolish is streaming. You know something's going down. Like it, it's very because you know he streams every day. He streams a lot, <laughs> but but he's very good to bounce off of. I find him a very good addition. I think because he you can't have everyone be in the spotlight, even with something like this. Especially when stuff goes down, like you still need Techno and Dream and Tommy mainly to be the protagonist to some extent. Not because the story they wrote it that way, just to be honest, I think because they are the the stronger and more entertaining of the batches yeah, as a whole. Because like the story has progressed how it has because because they were like in the center. Like nobody can deny that Tommy is the main character. Yeah, and isn't that interesting though? Because it's almost like them being the main characters happened authentically through just how things go with um, personalities based. Almost, it was almost like a um, earned protagonist role. Because like Tommy made himself the protagonist by popping into that dream as a P and yeah, making crap. It is. Like it's not a matter of if he called dibs or anything. It's just a matter of like you're a character that. You make stuff happen, and that's just good content. You're just a good content creator. And it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see a merit-based main character system. Not to say anyone else can't be. Anyone who's live streaming is technically the main character of their live stream. But we exactly. have to knows with the there is a, 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 a order of importance in the story by 
just by authentic, just by like organic growth, like who do people want to watch? Who are people like excited about? And it, no bashing of anyone else in that regard. It's just a matter of the, like if I were on there and, and I, I wouldn't want to be a main character because I'm not that kind of person anyway. I mean, I would be, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. amazingly entertaining. Just ask the, the, the four people who are consistently on my live streams. They're, they love me. <laughs> Very funny. I see what happens with Ruiz and B is that is the only story going on right now that I can honestly say everyone needs to make main characters their own story. Like when people always tell you that in, in books or when you're writing or anything, they tell you, oh, you need the villain to be the main character of his story. He needs to be his own hero. But how does you make that work if it feels like a side character? The fact that every single person streams on their own means that inevitably they're going to be their own main character. If anyone else wants to see them as the main character too, that is another thing, but they feel more like individual characters and that feels more interesting for them. That is yeah, what makes it engaging, I think. I feel like a lot of them have started a, like, a lore journey, but not really... I'm not sure what their plan is with them, and maybe they don't need a plan. Maybe they're just gonna do a like mm-hmm. Sam is like sporadically completely villainous, and it's like, um, like what's going on? Oh, with that? I could go on a tangent about how he's never villainous. He's just very, very misdirected, and there's another spread man who loves everything. Uh, I don't think you will like that if you if you play the Technoblade. I think if you play the character Technoblade, you don't want to hear some apologies rambling about why Sammy has done only like two wrong things in his life. I just, I just like Sam is like it's that's why I said sporadically villainous. I'm not saying he is villainous, but it's like why do you always kill the dogs? Like why? And, <laughs> that is, like, honestly, that is, that is like that is weird. But like Sam loves it too, so I'm not even gonna question it at this point. And if you've been paying any attention to my comics, you'll notice I don't, I, I just don't, I like my dogs. I like the dogs. Yeah. They're a good boy. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand why he's gotta be like that. Um, mm-hmm. But you do know I also made a Sam defense comic, so you know I'm not like a yes. hater. Yes, yes, I understand that. <laughs> Listen, one of my priorities is comedic effects, so I'm probably going to like slander a lot of things just in the, in the name of being funny. <laughs> I understand that. Oh man, yeah. I, um, but you know, a part of me, you, the tough thing to take into account is some people aren't like master, uh, like character writers, and they don't really—they're just doing stuff like that they think would be cool, and that's like, exactly. Like, um, but then you have some people who are actually thinking it through. Like clearly, Quackity and Slimes Slimesicle planned a very. He put so much effort on his live streams. He deserves more credit than he gets. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and it wasn't. It's more than just the way it's filmed. It's the fact that they thought about. Okay, what's a good character? This char- so Quackity's kind of seen as like a rough around the edges, like you know, up to no good kind of capitalist kind of thing. Um, the and uh, I feel like they, it was really as someone who's like really obsessive about just character writing and storytelling. It was like the when Slime School appeared in his war streams. I was like, that is such a great counter character to add and also he needed something because you don't you can't have just angst you have to balance that out i feel like people really exactly. like angst and i like it obviously but what's the point <laughs> it's, of it? there's not anything wholesome to lose in the first place <laughs> yeah um so the second slime school period i was like that is so good they're they're like 
And it kind of just goes to show that some of the content creators have a very conscious understanding of how entertainment works and what is what bounces well off of itself in regards to storytelling. And I don't think everyone has that, but you need, but you do need people to bounce off of, and not everyone be like, you know. Technoblade, all Technoblade does is to be very defensive and uh, log- and ha- actually and debate why his character's right about everything, which I, I he's love. So he's, he's so defensive about everything his character does. <laughs> Technoblade, I feel that for, the thing is that Technoblade is very self-righteous, that he believes he can do no wrong. <laughs> and and like he just goes with that. I like that he embodies that as a, just a content creator. He's like, actually, my character yeah. has never done anything wrong in my entire life. And everyone He's else like, my character is neurodivergent and a minor bitch. I like he's holding on so tightly to being... I, I mean, I, is, I'm pretty sure, obviously, uh, it makes sense for them to be very much... Uh, if they're going to do a good job, they should try and 100% believe that their character is right because they are their character, so... It makes, yeah. it, I think it makes a lot of sense as a content creator to just see, be your own lawyer to some extent. <laughs> exactly, like, you have to defend yourself, baby. If you gotta believe, you gotta believe in your character. If you won't, then who will? <laughs> exactly, if you will not, if you will not defend your little terrorist, who will defend them? Who That's will? Right. That's right. But you know, so, it's so, Here's a tough thing with the debates about what was the moral right or wrong thing to do, is like like so much of it you know is like um, like improv pressure where you're not sure how seriously to take the the role that your character is given. And it's so funny because some people act like certain things are really intense and dramatic, like certain characters killing other characters, when in the context yeah. of the scene it was like comedic or like not to be taken seriously. And, like, yes, if you sat down and made it angsty, you could act like it was a lot worse than it was. But it, it's you got to take into account, like, in some circumstances, there it was, like, for the bit. Or, like, it's not to be taken. Like, it's hard to balance that my out. Favorite, like, listen, listen. My favorite example of that is that there is this stream, this video or stream, I don't know exactly, no. Where Quackity was trying to teach George Spanish, and he gave up. And somebody used the audio of him giving up on it, being like, I tried, I tried to help him, I tried. And they used that to make, ang- uh, like, Quack, 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 uh, Carl, Carl and Quackity, how is their ship called? They, they tried to make angst out of that. And I, I, I loved it, because I honestly cried. <laughs> Listen, never underestimate people's capacity to make things angsty. People are, I, you sure. can make, I could, I could, I feel like you could give me any scene and I could figure out a way to make it really sad. <laughs> Honestly, people like to suffer. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, I think, I think people, uh, you know, obviously if people just like to suffer, uh, they, people would like a lot more things because uh, so many things are just solid eggs. I think people don't appreciate that you have to have something to lose. They to like the hard out. comfort. They like the hard comfort. Though, though some people, <laughs> what was I saying? People like Rambo just jump right into angst. Like I feel like he's like you know my character, an angst character, but he's like yeah. <laughs> I feel like he. It's hard to say though with Rambo. He's hard to peg as like a. I feel like he's. I can't really figure out what he's exactly supposed to be. Uh, Rambo is like 
Rumble decided from day one that he was going to make us cry, and he went on with it. And Fuse just saw that, and he started making us cry just for the lols. I, um, they just started, uh, I saw the dream did a little tidbit of backstory lore, uh, and it seems like there's some revelation with him and Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. But I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I don't even know if they're gonna, some of them start certain lore and then they just don't go anywhere with it. Like, I don't know what's going on with, with. Rambo and his experiments, and if that's ever going to be a thing to concern. I mean, honestly, like the Rambo experiments, like thing was left so, so unclosed, and it makes me mad because my whole theory for the three, the two missing lives, was based on the experiments. And then somebody gave me a better answer, and I was like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. And now I am angry about the experiments. Uh, yeah, there's a oh golly, people can get really carried. It's so funny. So my main interest. More than anything, I, I'm I'm very again a very storytelling obsessive, and so for me it's like what will like what's effective for the character. So I really really like the Quackity and Slime's a cool bit. I felt like that was a really good character writing, and I thought it was really really clever and emotional. Um, and I don't know, and some like there are some like relationships that are uh like elevated or. I'm trying to think of like I really well just to be straight I I, I do I, my favorite combo Tommy I like the Bedrock Bros a lot I find them to be very yeah me too me too I love Bedrock Bros the dynamic is so good it's so people good. don't appreciate them enough it's good because it's a balance of like they both have a Tommy's really good at taking his character seriously but being really like he's almost like techno there's a sense of silliness of like, yeah. there's a sense of like i am just acting this out and at any moment i can't simply stop yeah, like, I, I am yeah, very I, aware that there is a camera on my face there's a fine line and i and it's 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 very interesting to watch because I, I can if they if everyone's taking it really seriously i get a little weird that's why i loved when techno showed up for the um red banquet i thought that was like he was just a breath of fresh air not that it was bad at some point, you're like, you need someone to break this really tense video game that I'm watching. <laughs> not, yeah. not, ruin not ruin it, by the way. I don't want to, like, not take things seriously, obviously. But just, like, just lighten up a bit. Like, we are watching Minecraft World Play, after all. Let's just make sure that it's not too serious that it becomes jarring. Yeah, you have to, have to find a balance of that. Like, ugh. Okay, my favorite is like the the in betweens. Like I really really love um, Dream and Techno's interactions in prison. I loved all of Techno's Prison Break stream. It was so dang funny while being epic. prison lore, like when he was just like in the prison with Dream because Sam had gone on vacation and they were like, okay, we need to make content, and they just streamed from inside the prison. That was amazing. That was big. They're so funny, and and like again, it's not like it wasn't good lore. It's just I really, I really feel like the strength of the Dream SNP is the the comedy and how they bounce off exactly. each other. That's that's my stance on it. You know, like the ends, you can you can leave that to the fandom. The comedy, <laughs> they're very funny people. We should let them be funny. I think they've got a really good balance of it right now. I thought that last lore stream just about perfect. I thought it was a good balance of like a serious scenes, but 
everything in between was a bit funny. Like, oh, and that give was- me a second. My my room is raining. My room. Is- <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, back to the comp- back to back to funny topics. So. <laughs> Aside from like Angels of Death and Remy Sempi, because we already have made very clear that you have like on this. You are also the only creator I can find who regularly makes Kaiji content, and I would like to talk about that now. <gasps> Did you, are you bringing up Kaiji with me? I love Kaiji! <laughs> you posted kaiji for us i was like wait does somebody else know where kaiji is oh my god i was like oh. and then you like continue making kaiji content i was like yep this is happening oh like, my god you're so cultured yeah <laughs> i wouldn't say culture i would just say that i like gambling anime and that one is way better than Kakegurui. oh my gosh i love i love the kaiji anime. i love kaiji as a series uh the anime is so good it doesn't have any right amazing it's amazing an artistic style of kaiji is something that i want more oh dude like the whoever whoever was in charge of making that like from the soundtrack to the voice acting to the cinematography it feels like a series that people cared about while they were making it exactly exactly <laughs> uh exactly i um i you felt you felt like they understood how like what was happening it didn't feel like there was like by the numbers copying paste like they elevated everything and everything felt so much more hype because it was super well directed and well like visualized and because, and because you 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 honestly didn't know if he was going to get out of things or not Oh, there were no music lacking and no not amazingly lucky luck. It was just a guy. Yeah, it, actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, that la- the season the with the p- Pinko machine, I, I have a terrible. I learned a terrible lesson about spoiling myself. I thought I had spoiled myself about how it ended because I'd seen like a thumbnail uh, about it on YouTube where it was like Kaiji lost. And I was like, oh, crap, he's going to lose this. So the whole time, I was sitting like, I'm waiting for him to lose this stupid game. And it actually ruined it for me because I, I was never allowing myself to get excited about what was happening because I was so sure he was going to lose that game. And then it was like, oh, that was just a false, that was just a false freaking spoiler. And now I've ruined my experience. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I said, with Kaiji, I was like, the best thing about Kaiji to me is something I don't get very much in shows is that it was very technically, like, you could follow the odds and what was happening, and it didn't feel like it was cheating it by, like, exactly. Like, it, didn't feel, it didn't feel fabricated. It didn't feel like the, the odds were fabricated. It felt like natural things that happened. Yeah, it, it felt like you could really appreciate how some, like, it felt real. Like, there's a lot of other, like, luck-based shows, but you feel like it's just the story deciding where it goes. And I obviously with Kaiji yeah. the same way. But when you're following, like, all the efforts he's making to bend the odds in his direction, which seems like, like, believable, like, not bullcrap, not story pulling out your butt, but, like, actual things that would work, or, and usually don't work, which is even more great, because it doesn't exactly. feel like it's cheating. Exactly. Because... <laughs> 
even with good shows that allow for strategy, you feel like they bend things to work out if the just if the idea comes into the hero's mind. With Kaiji, he'll do something that should dang well work. And in reality, even if you do even in reality, if things should work, they don't always work. And that's what makes it so exactly. like like in, endearing and relatable. Don't get me I love Kaiji's character. Like he is such a good character mm-hmm. on so many levels. I've watched like video essays, straight up video essays about him. I, I love it, but he's so solid uh, on well, so many levels. I love the fact that he is honestly a loser. He, you understand why he got in the situation he got into. Yeah, it doesn't play it off like he's like some mad genius or even though he is really clever and you don't feel like he ever he is clever. But it's it's a matter of like, like I don't know. It's hard to say with him, but he's definitely like a good grounded character that doesn't feel like he's he's very relatable. Let's just say that. Like it's like, in the sense most, of like with most animes that relies on life of their situations and put games as the leverage, you always get main characters who, first of all, you know they're not gonna lose, and second, they are perfect geniuses. And I'm not even talking about like Squid Game because Squid Game is like the only difference I can think. I'm talking No Game No Life or like animation yeah, of that sort. That and with Squid Game, they don't win just because they have to win, not because they they deserve the win. Yeah, and even Squid Game, and Squid Game tried to justify things, uh, and, and I feel like I feel like Squid Game has a lot of merit to it. By the way, I'm not going to bash Squid Game, but in regards to like the actual. They were nowhere close to feeling as earned in regards to like how things turn out as like th- people did the right thing like the main character did what i think was somewhat pre- necessary to win but yeah, i know i saw you saw i did a squid fan art kaiji i, I said kaiji the very first squid game like yeah. there's nowhere for him to crawl back out of if he fails in that context so <laughs> which is the point of kaiji which is me- messing up and then adjusting according to your own mistakes, which is, I think, one of the best things about Kaiji. That's life. You used to mess up. I'm going to be honest with you. This whole episode, imagine you, was just an elaborate ruse to talk with somebody about Kaiji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, if I had known, I would have, I would have, that would have been talking today. We would, uh, we would have just started there. And, uh... <laughs> it was, like, that is SSJ because, like, it was not only about Kaiji, but I was, like, actually very excited when I was like, hey, finally somebody who knows Angels of Death and Kaiji, which, like, they kind of fade through the fall of ages. Yeah, again, I, I'm very, I wish what I wouldn't give for a Kaiji season three. Did you read Kaiji after that last season? Any? No, 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 no I just, I am a filthy anime watcher. Yeah, the, well, the anime is so good, it would make sense to be like, it okay, is anime. and I do think the anime elevates it, but uh, I just gotta say, dude, I would, I, if I had all the money in the world, that would be the first thing I'd spend money on. The next arc of Kaiji, the next, like, chunk of arcs in Kaiji are so hype and peak, like, there's, like, it would have been perfect just to have the first three. It's continued on past that next arc, but that next arc is so, like, phenomenal on every level, like, it's so good, and it's very angry. I'm, I'm very mad that it's not been turned into an anime yet, and it would be so perfect to turn into an anime when they haven't done it. But I just want to let you yeah. know that, that it's super, super good after the last season, latest season. Like, I, also, I feel like 
most good mangas, they get turned into an anime, and then they, but, but the best parts are never turned into an anime. I'm looking at you, Blue Exorcist. Where is my Shimark? I'm so sorry about your, your, your Blue Exorcist. <laughs> yes. I, um, I was very happy that Fruits Basket got uh, wrapped up. Uh, I was very happy about that. And I haven't watched the third season, but I know it wraps up really well. Um, or Nose Club is something I haven't finished the manga of, but I've heard it ends really well, which is another thing I'd like to uh, see the end of. Vinland Saga, there we go. That's what's getting it. Yeah. Nose Club is a um, weird show. Wait, what's a weird show? Host Club. Oran. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time since I watched it. I don't know how I'd feel about it now, but I definitely really liked it uh, when it was first coming out. So uh, I watched it in like in a movie night in a, a fanfiction Discord server. And the thing is about Oran that I think everyone needs to know. It, uh, it, uh, it, it is the most homophobic gay anime. Because it feels homophobic, and it is made for the gays. It is amazing. <laughs> I, I can see that you were in a fanfiction Discord server. <laughs> yeah, the the clouds. It is it is not it is not a fanfiction Discord server. It's the Discord server for a fanfic, for like the Dead Wife is some pro. Like it's one of the biggest in the My Hero Academia. Uh huh. Well, oh man. Uh. There's a lot of to play around with in there. I, I I'm a big fan of a. I know you're a big fan, right? Of a, like name with the go beyond and all that. Yeah. Uh, how are Actually, you feeling about that? It's funny. The go beyond is that is just the name of the person who created the other server because oh. we we fought with Craig that time for thirty minutes. And they were like, wait, I'll create a server and try it in my computer. And I was like, okay, try it, you try it. And then we we literally swore at Craig for for a, for like half an hour extra after that, after it worked. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful uh, um, server name. Uh, I, yeah. When I, when I first went to see the uh, Two Heroes movie, that was my first time going to my Um, I remember it was a very lively God, I really like the audience. And uh, right before when the movie just started, someone was like, go beyond. And the entire crowd was like, plus, Yes, honestly. I love that. Actually, it, it, I have a, a very weird relationship with my Hero Academia movies because I, uh-huh. had, I had tickets to go to Two Heroes. Not, not Two Heroes. To... What is the second movie called? I don't remember the name. Heroes Rising! I had tickets to watch Heroes Rising. Two days before I was meant to go watch Heroes Rising, my country went into quarantine. <gasps> no! Too late! No! Already? I, 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 I saw Heroes... Oh, you must have waited late. I watched Heroes Rising... Uh, like four times in theaters, and that was right before I didn't even know that the things were about to go down. No, the thing is, in my country, because this is Latin America, anime movies come very late. Like, it you have to understand, anime movies here, like, when Uh, did Hero Hero Racing come out? It came out like in August, right? It was March. Oh, you know, they they come very late. That is unfortunate, but. I did get to watch the last movie, War Heroes Mission, on cinemas like two weeks ago, and it was beautiful. 
Oh, Eat him up I, my revenge, against Kobe. Oh, for you. I, I, I think the My Hero Academia movies are some of the best anime movies, period. Like, they Honestly, just, they're amazing. Like, they're... I like I don't know like I I like a I am a big obviously I'm a crazy One Piece fan but I haven't loved the I feel like the movies are are usually good but they never like I feel like the my they, my Hero Academia movies really get sentimental where they have no right to be so sentimental every time too they're like really emotional. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I have watched 800 episodes of One Piece. I also remember the the Free Brothers arc, and I have not watched any of the movies. <laughs> I watched 800 episodes of One Piece. I only remember the arc, everything that contained Ace and the like. The arc when we saw their their childhood with like Luffy and I, mean, I only remember that, and I have never watched a movie. <laughs> I only had episodes. How could you possibly forget the Ennis Lobby art? Like I'm, I'm in, I'm so in awe. Like how is that possible? I honestly like I I I think if like I could remember if I like watched it again, I could remember everything that happens. But it's just fog in my memory. I don't know how. I think it's because it was at the same time I was watching Fairy Tale, and Fairy Tale was a hyperfixation, so I was like way more invested in Fairy Tale, which is a oh sin God. because Fairy Tale is awful. Oh man, you're hurting my soul. I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it go. I got. I'm, I'm trying to control these, these things, you know, where I have better. I'm a good sport about it. Everyone can like what they like. I hurt myself. Don't worry. <laughs> I wish I could talk about One Piece. I wish I could remember One Piece because I spent 800 episodes. I don't know how. I, I'm, I'm, you know what? Again, everyone's out. Some things really connect. One Piece was my big, it's always been my big, like, um, it got me really motivated into storytelling and is a big factor into, like, why I do what I do at all. Uh, so it's like. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of things that inspire you. There's so many things that get you excited, but I know what it was. A part of it, you know, I think a part of us get inspired by, like, spitefulness or defensiveness. I think that kind of of, like, no, this is better. I promise I can prove it. It, it obviously isn't good for, like, no one wants to hang out with people who are, like, really, like, no, my thing's better than your thing. But in yeah. regards to, like, helping you kind of get a grasp on why you like something, it can be healthy, I think. Like, let's go back to the fact that I that I have no taste because I forgot one piece over fairy tale. No, no, no. I was not. I was saying. In, no, uh, it's not a joke. Don't worry. I'm joking. Don't worry. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was in high school, uh, I had a friend. Back in my day, back in my day, no one read One Piece because the freaking four kids made it into like a child show, which is not. Oh yeah, I I I I heard a lot of people talk about how four kids ruined everything. Yeah, and it's it's one of the great sins of four kids. So basically, ever like basically the big three, One Piece. I'm sure you were aware is by far it dwarfs Naruto and Bleach in regard sales uh like it's it's always been way bigger in japan but it got such a rough start here in america so when i was in high school no one liked it and it was like a weird show that was mainly for kids and i was and i actually i didn't like it when it first came out and then later i checked it out and it was like oh, okay I actually am obsessed anyway point being i had a friend of mine who was like trying to argue objectively say there's reasons why one piece is popular it's because it's not very good or the art style is bad and i remember i was so like 
100% sure that I was right about One Piece being the best thing that ever existed. And I'm not saying that's actually true or not. I am saying um, it made me obsessive about, because I, mean, I knew there was something right. Like there was something One Piece was doing right that I liked. And, and eventually, I think when people get obsessed with that, if you're handling it right, you can start paying attention to things that make something work or not. Uh, yeah. if you're in, if you're obsessive like like me to some extent, so I was like, no, no, I'm sure it's good because character writing, because um, world building, because uh, pacing, because like I, I like. So I, basically, not... you learned story elements out of spite. <laughs> Pretty much, I was like, no, no, I, I know there's... this has to be. I know there's a reason for... wrong here. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, yes, I, I approve to my friend that I was right about one piece. Um, <laughs> Let's be real. Spidey is the best, is the best way to like theory. Like, if it wasn't for Spidey, I would not have finished the first season of Angels of Death. So, like, let's say it's a good thing. Uh, oh, oh, um, you say Angels of Death? Yeah, if it wasn't for Out of Spidey, I would not have finished it. Because like I like, like I already said, I got so shocked by how much the animation got worse in in episode two. I'm sorry. Uh, as I was saying, I got so shocked by the sudden non-explained drop in animation quality that I was like, I'm not gonna watch this anime ever again. And then my twin was like, oh, but it doesn't look that bad. And out of spite, I was like, I'm gonna prove it looks that bad by watching it all the way through and then comparing it to episode one. And then suddenly in episode six, out of nowhere, the animation goes back up again. And I was like, I was so confused. They I was so like confused. brought in a really good animator for certain scenes and they like phoned it in for the rest. Yeah, dude. You know, the worst of that is the One Punch Man Season 2. Same studio, by the way. Same studio uh, were the ones that butchered the second season. Of, did you ever check out One Punch Man? I did, but I got bored. <laughs> I get bored yeah. way too easily. Whether you liked it or not, I'm sure you acknowledged that that season like went hard with the animation like they were going yeah crazy. yeah it was it, it looked it looked beautiful it looked spectacular yeah, exactly and and i know that the same again it's the same studio that made angels of death took got the rights to one punch man and i cannot watch that second season and it's infuriating because the second season has literally one of my favorite fights in manga period there's a uh, garo versus like a like a team of like seven heroes and it was so well executed in the manga and to have it from the animation elevated it because the anime was so well done whether you like the story or not the animation was so good in that first season it was so cruel to see what should have been phenomenal just butchered like they did a horrible 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 job uh <laughs> yeah i um, think there is always an issue when they when like studios change like, I remember, I have not watched the last seasons of, like, Attack on Titan, but I remember when, like, Witch Studios said that they were not going to continue animating it, people were, like, very upset. Yeah, uh, I feel like you got... Yeah, that's a fa and that's a very fair point, because it's really sad. We got really lucky with Kaiji, because Kaiji was given to someone who really loved it, but... Yeah. You see, you see what's happened to stuff that's got good source material, but are given to people who don't 
appreciate it or don't have the budget. I don't know. Be don't pick- Blue Exorcist season one. Who actually got a crazy good uh, studio? I am so, uh, like, this, this has, this will probably come out again, but I hate the Blue Exorcist season one anime so much because it's my favorite manga. And I'm like, why? Why? Why can't we have a good adaptation? This is why, why we cannot have pretty things. Am I forgetting something? I thought they did a really good job. The first, I thought, I feel like I remember the No, they did a good job with the second season. <laughs> Oh, was the second season worse? Because I thought the first season it was, was better. Bad. It was better. The first season of Blue Exorcist is so bad. It's so bad. They change so many things. They do oh, not okay. care about their source material. Because, I like, thought... people say... People say, right, I'm, I'm going to go on attention on this because I need to say this and nobody listens to me. I'm sorry, you're trapped. <laughs> Let it off your chest. Let so, like... People say, oh, it's only after episode 15 that it changes from the manga. You can watch up till then and be... No, 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 no. Everything changes from the manga. Episode 1 and 2 are so good that you forget that they change things as early as episode 4 and go with that. And then they make you pretend to like that it, it's a good adaptation and it is not. And then we have season 2, which very rightfully so made as if season one hadn't happened <laughs> like season the second half of season one no it, it's not canon it didn't happen oh, and season two is amazing and then we never got an adaptation again and i'm sad because then we then comes uh the spy arc and it's amazing well because like the bad the worst thing about a bad adaptation is now they've robbed you of a likely chance of ever seeing it adapted right <clears throat> exactly like, exactly uh, I was really nervous about Vinland Saga because, you know, like, that's a fairly technical manga, and if it wasn't done yeah. right, it would suck. We've seen what's happened to manga like that, like, Berserk got made into, like, a CGI monstrosity. Oof, so it's like, Berserk yeah, is so, uh, <laughs> the Berserk, we don't talk about, we don't talk about Bruno, we don't talk about Berserk. Yeah, oh. we, don't, we don't need to talk about Berserk, <laughs> for multiple reasons, but, uh, yeah. but, uh, I was very, I was, I was pleased with, with Vinland Saga. I think, I think it did a, I think it did a good job. I think it, did, I feel like it could have been animated a little bit better, but overall, I thought the execution was. I'm gonna be honest. I watched episodes one and two of Vinland Saga and got bored. Is it good? <laughs> oh, it's so dang good. It gets real. It's amazing. Um, that's all I'll say about it. But it's a, uh, it's like, it's a masterpiece in my opinion. But <clears throat> I will say uh, a good example of a studio, same studio, right? Who made Promised Neverland, which I'm guessing you've seen, maybe? Oh, yeah. We don't talk about Promised Neverland. <laughs> so, like, okay, I'm glad you understand what I'm saying, though, because it's like that first season was perfect. Same studio, right? It was, it was so great. Like, so there's an odd example of, like, clearly, maybe the, they changed teams. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the manga had a say in changing how it went, which blows my mind because you they literally got rid of the what? best part of the next part yeah. of the manga, which is like why would you remove literally the peak of your series in my opinion which was really good um i don't i and they skipped to the worst parts and then they skipped made it worse than it was to be- <laughs> i don't i don't i don't, it I, don't is- I can't fathom what what they were thinking uh aside from maybe they wanted i can't even it's like, what it's, like it's like decisions were made they were not good ones they were not good ones. They were they were not. Uh, but, but it makes you more thankful when things are done right. Like, uh, you know, we we're, we got again. We got a really good kaiji adaptation. We yes, got a, we got amazing kaiji. 
I'm very thankful for the Fruits Basket adaptation. Have you seen Ranking of Kings or Osama Ranking? That's a new one that's got. I'm gonna be honest, I have not. I'm gonna be honest, I have not. I Uh, haven't watched anime consistently. Like, I used to watch a lot of anime, like, but back in like 2019, I stopped watching like seasonal anime as much as I did. And now I almost watch, I almost don't watch anime aside from things that I already know. Yeah, dude, I have a, I haven't watched a ton recently myself. I've, um, I've been really busy with my own thing and also, um, Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft is very time consuming and yes, because we kind of have to watch anime and if I on a project i've been literally doing this comic like all day every day unless i'm doing work and that's it so i've been very committed and i don't want to but i've been trying to get back into it recently because i feel like i need to keep myself in the mindset of how these things play out like i need to be reading more manga so i keep the an idea of how the pacing usually goes and what i like and dislike like i don't want to forget like what the, what is inspiring me here and just be too so caught up in my work that i don't remember like what's inspired it so I'm trying to keep up. That, anyway. is, that is so valid. That is so valid, honestly. Like, that is actually something funny about that is that when I was, like, before I entered the Dream SMB fandom, I, I, in 2020, most of my content was my OCs. And I was so happy with that, like, my Hero Academia OCs. I posted a new, like, a new reference sheet for my OCs. And I was like, hey, this year I want to rework this AU and only make things for this AU. A week later, I got into Dream SMB. And now nobody has been, has seen my OCs since then. Oh, no, that'll have to... That's what just happens. You get really into something and it'll steal you from everything else. And that's just how it goes. Exactly. Yep. That's, like, I, I, I don't really use the term. I am a person who obsesses hard when I find something I think has a lot of merit. Like I get so hyped about something. If I, if I see something different or exceptional, like they're so rare. Um, so I'm trying to, and if I find it, I'm like, I like to figure it out. Like, why is this so good? Like, what makes this better than... And that may be true or not. Like, everyone... I just like to validate it. If not, just validate it, but figure out, like, what it, what was done differently that made it better. I even had that with, like... I, I've even gone through the BTS phase. I had a BTS phase last year. I was going crazy over them. It's not, it's not always shows. Like- it can- <laughs> I had a Yuzuru Hanyu phase. Oh, you know what Yuzuru Hanyu <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, please. That's dude. I, I uh, was crazy about Yuzuru Hanyu. You are now my favorite person. Uh, it's not <laughs> I um, I have a Yuzuru Hanyu magazine that I got. Uh, that a friend sent me from Japan. Uh, directly. I was I was really crazy about him. Uh, and I um, I was. I watched live when he won the gold medal uh, last time. It was oh, like that's so, cool. so, it was so it's cool. It's funny because like I I don't like figure skating that much. It is a way too complicated sport, but I watch everything that you throw Hanju does. He's such a lovely person. I love that. Yeah. I hey, love I'm him. Same. I'm the same. It's like uh I I don't tend to go for ice skating, but then it's like he's he's just a joy to watch, first of all. Yes, like, he is. And how he skates, it's like, it's not just like, oh, is he going to hit the jump? It's like you get mesmerized in some beautiful craftsmanship. It's like, you know he's going to, like, do it, so you're just watching, you're just, like, 
watching his performance and getting surprised and it's amazing that is why i love like the get me like let me entertain you like choreography so much it's amazing yeah yeah it's like a balance of like i'm stressed because i know he's going to try and do things that no one else is trying to do but also i'm watching art so it's a weird hybrid of like anxious combat exactly it's like Um, he's been trying a quadruple axel and he's probably going to get very hurt in the Olympics doing it. But like it's hard. It, he's he's yeah. he's an artist. Well, he does I just, it. I just don't just love people who are like not only like they obviously have some natural talent, but like you know that they're just taking things to the next level. They're so and it's not. It's just so really cool when you see people doing things above and beyond what should be expected. It's like always really cool to see. So with him, it was it was like such yeah. a joy to watch him. Because you it, again, it's not just. Obviously, he's working his absolute butt off, but also he's not he's just trying to out, like he's very competitive, obviously. But like, gosh, he puts it's such an art form for him. Like, it's so pretty to watch when he like he does it. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's, and, it's definitely and also like, he's and he has like such strong bonds with the other skaters too that it feels fun to watch them. It doesn't feel like you're watching people try to completely destroy each other and their and their careers. It looks like. They like they honestly get proud for each other when other people win, and it's amazing. I love that. Yeah, I um, I think that was partially why I was really into B- I got really into BTS. I felt like they had a really nice authenticity, and I liked how funny they were, and they worked very hard. I think that combination got me yeah. really good. They're so funny that that was a big. Clearly, I have a thing for funny. That's why Isaac Foster works so well for me. I'm like, I like being a funny dude. <laughs> I like, I like. They make yeah. me laugh. I like. Them. That's just that's just how it be. Uh, the user behind it wasn't exactly funny. It's just cool, but... So it's not always the same thing. I'm not like, it's not always, you never know what it's going to be. It's kind of like whatever you stumble into. Exactly. <laughs> like, are you, are, listen. Are you kind of... No, go ahead. What? Did you say something? I was, I was going to ask if uh, you're currently fixated. I, I know you're in, uh, into the Dream SP at the moment, but are you really. Yeah, that is my fixation right now is like Dream SP. <laughs> Ah, well, tough for you. That's a strong, you're holding tightly. They don't both that, that is, listen, I find it funny how if you went to my account last year, you would see like an amalgamation of art from different fandoms. Like, yeah, a lot, a lot of my hero academia, but it was all from different fandoms. And you will, like last year, and you like 2020, 2020 versus 2021, and you see it's from May onwards, it's all from SMB. It's just funny blockman. Well dude, um uh did you get into the well some fandoms are just really easy Did you get into the Undertale fandom when it happened? The Undertale fandom? No, the the thing is right, uh when the Undertale fandom first started, I was a kid. So I was a shelter kid who was not allowed to download games on the computer and I actually listened. But I was an amino. I was very interested in Undertale. But I did. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> oh well, uh, that's a good example. I was thinking to myself, P, um, uh, how it lends itself to a fandom, like it it, yep. it encourages uh the fandom to do their own ideas. This but I happily Undertale. Undertale. I'm just not in the fandom. I happily Undertale. I love Undertale. I'm actually in the genocidal route right now. I was not expecting myself to have a moral qualm against killing a skeleton, but like, let's just say the Sephiroth battle is going to be a tough one. I I could never play uh, the I can't even battle. play the game. 
Here's this tough thing with me. Actually, my sister got Undertale a, a couple years ago, and I've never touched it for multiple reasons. One being, I don't really want to go either route. Um, I my favorite part in the in the game is Sans fight, and I won't get it unless I do. Don't yeah, like exactly. I want to play the Sans fight. That's the only reason why I'm playing the genocidal route. I already play like the pacifist and a few like neutral routes. Yeah, it's want, like, but I, since I'm unwilling to do that, I will just uh, watch other people do it and uh, be amused. It's friggin' Sans. Uh, but I'll, <laughs> so I can't play the game because of that, because I, I can't get myself to uh, It would hurt me too much. Uh, I'm very sensitive. But I was going to say, uh, there was a fandom that, because the source material lends itself very well into creative variations and again it was strengthened by its comedy i think that was a big thing but um like the fandom for that went crazy like uh oh like yeah all kinds of, like everyone made alternate universes and like did like full-on storylines with like comics and it was a fan art i did i was a part of the i did i did animations i was really into the the undertale fandom when it came out though i never played the game and i don't want to play the game <laughs> that is valid. Listen, I have never played a single snuff game aside from like the the like trial for the phone, and I can recite you from memory the whole lore. I think that is freaking valid. Dude, well, well, freaking Five Nights at Freddy's is something you watch someone else experience. Like, I don't even, I don't have a strong yeah. incentive to put myself through that. I'd rather exactly like, in between my crappy computer that cannot handle FNAF and the fact that I have anxiety, I don't want to play FNAF. I like yeah, the story. I mean, well, it's just like it's like any. I love watching people games, but I am a absolute baby. Like I will not. Like I, I, I love watching um, Outlast. I like watching um, Resident Evil. I love the. Uh, I like really really good scary games, uh, but. Ain't no way I'm ever touching those things. It's just a, a yeah. nice thing to observe. Exactly, exactly. It's like, why pull myself through that when I can see a white man putting himself through that? You know? <laughs> I, did you see Tommy play? I really liked it when yes. he played. It's was like really a child. Technically, technically in, in like the Boy Scout, like, it didn't happen that long ago. <laughs> When Tommy talks about being a uterus, he's like, it's like immaculate. <sighs> I loved, I loved all the time the Tommy and it bugging people. I, I hope Technoblade Beck is um, participate more in the near future. I have definitely missed him, and he's posted uh, videos recently, two in a row. I couldn't believe it. I yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like actually like drawing while he like when he like went live the first time that no one was expecting it, and I was like just drawing while he talked. It was amazing. I was not. I was yeah. I put it on. I was um getting some packages ready i was about to go on a trip so i was really not the best timing otherwise i would have watched it all uh, right but uh yeah it was uh that was a uh, good for him i hope he comes back i wish we could get more of him actually playing i love watching him with like his actual fights and stuff and he doesn't have to win he's just really fun to watch uh so i, I wish uh, he would do that exactly more. I know like him going like rocket ship every time guessing in like build battles it was like rocket ship it's going to work someday and he has a good balance of like caring but not making you feel stressed that if things don't go his way he's going to be a bad sport you know dream is exactly. great you know he's not he's <laughs> everyone knows he's not a good sport that's just a part of his character yeah exactly um, 
But uh, but I love watching Dreamplay as well because it's it's fun to root for someone who cares a lot, you know. But I wish Techno would would play more though. I, he doesn't. He seems like he doesn't yeah. want to compete yeah. very much, which it, I, I get that there's a lot of pressure on him and fun for him. But he doesn't have to win. He's just fun to watch. I understand he's I, I understand his logic. The logic is when you obviously when he started out, his whole thing was winning and now he's an entertainer, so he can't obsessively practice all the time like he used to. And for exactly. every and for every person he's inspired, they don't have to entertain and they get to practice all the time. So the logic is that he's obviously not gonna be your average player anymore because he doesn't have time to be like the best thing ever and that's reasonable but it does kind of suck because i would like to see it you know it, it, it i i, I want to yeah. tell him that you don't want to win but i also get that he probably doesn't really want to play if he's not going to be good at the game i don't know <laughs> not bad he's yeah. also never going to be bad at the game no um, no i understand what you mean i understand it's like he used to only his whole image was not comedy but winning yeah, like, there was so many there, but it was just winning. And now his his image is more like comedy. Yeah. I think that was smart. Wait and, of winning. I feel for Dream, though, because Dream wants to keep at it. And I, I actually like that he pushes that hard. But it's obviously, like, you know, it's not something that's going to be there forever. And that's how it is with every sport. That, I mean, aside from a, a few crazy masters, there's no one that maintains, like... And again, and not to mention changing, like Dream is doing all types of stuff aside from entertain, uh, like practicing. So it, it'd be, it's, with athletes, you can kind of expect some consistency because that's their whole job. But with Dream and Techno, they're entertainers. They're, they're planning stuff. They're setting up, they're doing comedy bits. Like they're not, they're not going to be able to find the time to just grind all day every day to someone who's a professional exactly. sports athlete. Uh, even though it would be fun for them to maintain that, um, it would be cool, but, uh, but it's impossible. It's, it's it's ridiculous to expect it, but you feel it in their heart. You know they want it still, which is, must be tough to balance those things. It must, honestly. I just, honestly, the thing is, I like watching Dream lose, so, like, and I'm not saying that to be like, I'm not feeling like as an oh auntie or dreamy so great. I'm saying that as there is nothing more hilarious than the FNAF security bridge stream. I want more of that dream. <laughs> I need to watch that. I would love to watch that. I find, I, I'm i sure I'm not the only one. Dream has a great voice and he's very fun to listen to. Um, And I yep. need to watch that. Uh, just for, it was, just for fun of hearing him, It was but. such a good thing because like... His image online, even if he doesn't want it to, is of a very cocky person who's very sure of his victories. Yes. And yes, then you have that stream, which is just him crying for two hours, for like two hours, just because he's scared of a few robots. And I love that. They <laughs> feel like a very mean person saying that, but it's the truth. Is it? Is it on Twitch? Uh, Cameron, he switches between Twitch. And yeah, no. Uh, he streamed it on Twitch, but I think the bot is in YouTube. It was Maybe an stream, I think. Uh, though I, I, I kind of like the non-cut versions as well, so I don't know. Uh, I definitely need to watch it, though. Um, lately, I've just been... I could put it on. There's no reason I can't put it on while I'm streaming. I, I literally just stream all day, every day, making the comic. Or, for the most part. Unless I'm working. Money. Hmm. You know, Understandable. Honestly, when I need motivation to anything, I, I cannot do that right now, honestly, because my computer is broken. But when I need motivation, I just stream what I'm doing, so that it motivates me. 
Exactly. And again, so for me, it's like, uh, but first of all, like, I am super, I love hearing anyone uh, who's, like, interested in what's happening. I love talking to them about it. And if anyone's enthusiastic at all about what I'm working on, it's like, it, it fuels, like, it, if it's just one person, and sometimes it is, like, it makes me so hyped because I'm like, they don't know what's coming. Get ready. Oh, this is going to be something. Get ready. Uh, yeah. I, it, it's a wonderful motivator to have anyone who's curious. So um, I, it helps to stream. And also it opens me up to things. I, again, I would never have gotten into the stream SP if I hadn't been streaming. Uh, someone bugged me about it multiple times. Um, and so it, it is kind of a way for me to keep myself open to new things that I wouldn't look into usually. Because uh, I don't have time it's to look into great that anyway. you're streaming. Yeah, so the streaming is very helpful for multiple reasons. Uh, I, it'll never... <laughs> I know it's, it's not really like a... There's no goal in mind. It's just a matter of, I'm doing this anyway, and I do like being motivated. What is this? What's happening here? Exactly. Like the thing is, my streams are just me reading fan fiction or this podcast or drawing. So like, yeah, chat. Let's just say chat name that dancing pig Arson. <laughs> uh, you read fan fiction on uh, on stream. That's a, that's exciting. Yeah, that is that is my thing. My bio is literally that one anarchist who read fan, read fan fiction. <laughs> I know that that's a thing that the Dream SMP members do on occasion, which is, is pretty dang funny. Oh yeah, uh, actually, I I started following Nikki because she did a like a strawberry buttering in her alt. Oh, I remember her doing that. Yeah. The- really that was a there's a a rare example of like that's very interesting to see fanfic get such uh traction um yeah but, it's like but, but, i have never seen before a fandom where the fan fiction is the main driving force in uh, in the fandom i wish i was uh well if it had been a few years ago i would have when I, when I was into one piece i made a it was about the length of any of the Harry Potter books, except for maybe the last one. I made a huge One Piece fanfic, and I thought it did really well. Um, so if I had been in Dream SMP uh, fandom when, a couple years ago, uh, I would have been probably pumping some hardcore, like, tons of fanfic. Um, I mean, technically, the Zack and Ray is a fanfic, so I guess I haven't left yeah. too far. <laughs> the... I, 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 I'm afraid to tell you, honey, that that is technically a fanfic. Oh yes, I, I yes, it is. Uh, you know uh, the the very beginning of that series was I. It was never ever going to be a. Uh, I, I it was like three in the morning and I was in bed and I was going to go to sleep and I had that stupid idea of like Ray asking Zach what he would do for a job and he was just like murder and she's like we can make that work. I just it was literally a middle of the night like that would be stupid and it's kind of funny and I do bed and it did really well and I and I had already had other ideas and it literally spread like it wasn't intended to ever be a story or anything it was just like that would be funny and these characters are funny I'm gonna make it and then and things got out of hand and, and, then, and then Tiffany got excited Please, let's just say things things escalated quickly my, my, I got enthusiastic as it went on I I think it was uh what was it like obviously I had the I'm trying to think of like eventually I started writing them, but I'm trying to think of when I started. I guess, I guess it was around the Christmas one where they got each other. I guess I started having things acting. I'd have to go back. Yeah, you know no. what? It first started at the hotel. They started going to, when they went to 
Yeah, it was after the story. The story, at least for me as a reader, it started feeling like more like a concise story and not just snippets after the Christmas things because that then we had the hotel story and then just them walking around and things like had a lot more of a linear sense. Yeah, I uh, yeah that was probably it. I you know, a part of that was a part of it is that I felt like the story was fleshing out um a lot more than it ended up in my opinion concluding and i i because i felt like they were doing a lot more with the characters and then it kind of left you open coming to a conclusion with that to some extent and they didn't and not i have no problem with how it ended about no I, I i love the ending yeah i'm not i'm not saying it's like uh like it didn't do what it needed to do but for me i was i was I just really wanted to see certain things answered, and, and again, not everything be answered was storytelling, so I'm not saying it was wrong for that, but for me, it was like, I really wanted to see that play out how I thought it was going, so, um, and that's what happened. What's what I said? What was I thinking mm -hmm. of? Uh, oh, yeah, so actually, it was basically what, got me, what got me actually? into... Yeah? No, you said something, I'm sorry, like, cut, it cut your audio for a second. Oh, um, well, I actually got into Angels of Death because of an artist on Twitter, uh, Comedera, I think is her name. Come. Um, she did a piece of fan art for it, and I just thought it was so fun. And that was how it, so it was, it was, I didn't even know about it. It was right before the anime came out. I, I, I don't know if she was anticipating the show or what, but I actually got into it because of her. her oh, so it was the perfect moment. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. You know, I started posting the comments right as the anime just got into it before it got adapted. It's it's so good to go into, into a fandom right before it starts taking off. That is the best time because yeah. the hype you just ride it. Unlike yeah, the Dream SMP, yeah. which I was ready to ride. They tossed me to the wayside. I'm okay. I'm not salty about it. Actually, it's kind of funny because if I could, if I had to blame someone to, for me getting Dream SMP, it would be Sadie and you. <laughs> Ah, well, I'm glad I got to be a part of the process. Status, man. She, she, she like, you know, she carries that fandom on her back like the queen that she is. <laughs> I, well, like, a, it was a combination of Sadie's cinematics and like edits from Sadie's cinematics, and the fact that suddenly an artist that I had been following for like two years at this point suddenly is posting a lot of recent beef, and I was like, okay, I want to interact with this content too. I guess I, I gained a recent beef. Yes, and you know, you know how cultured I am because I watch Kaiji and yes, like, well, I, I knew taste, it had to be good taste. Her taste is exemplary, so exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, 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 um, that is exactly why I do fan. I, I, um, I love having people to share in my hype about things and fan art is my main way i can't because you can't just tell people things are god i mean you can if you have good friends that they might listen but uh, fan art is my way of being like look look at the thing that's awesome i promise exactly you. and i think honestly that fan art is the easiest way to get into fandom that i can think of so many fandoms that i got into because i saw fan art for it and i was like interested yeah it's, it's a it's a it's a good way to build a community and you know what kaiji actually has pretty um good fan art community they're small and they're like sporadic but they are there <laughs> um i, I should try to check it out <laughs> uh angels of death but the kaiji fan art is very 
just like the series, a lot of it's mostly quirky. But there's some artists on Twitter that have uh, just nothing but kaiji fan art, and they're so, so good. Uh, the, I'd have to find them and, and link you to them, but um, they do exist, but they're they're scattered and hard to find. They are rare. They are rare. <laughs> what do you think fandom has the, the best uh, fan art? I think Angel Death had a really, really good fan art community. I honestly uh, think if we think about fandom and try to think who has the, the best fan art, we cannot never choose. But in recent fandoms that I've been in with very good fan art, My Hero Academia and Minecraft have to be the biggest ones with the best fan art. Dude, Minecraft, yeah, dude. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm trying to think. Oh. <laughs> Academia does have a really good fan art. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. Um, I, you know, what's funny. I don't see a ton. I'll see random fan art for a random. You know, has a good fandom, a good fan art community. The Zelda community, the Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, they are so active. They are so dude, active. They, I can't believe how hardcore they go. Cause it's like every day there's like straight up Mona Lisa, uh, like. <laughs> Honestly, like, one of my friends, we sell our cones together. They make like pins and everything, and they have so much Zelda shit. It's it's amazing. Oh, and now Breath of the Wild, well, it rightfully so. Breath of the Wild is so dang good. Of course, oh. it's it's a very good franchise. I'm not saying it's not deserved. I'm just surprised. Like yeah, they really, I, I, they they live, laugh, love. The, it's a if it's a drive. It's a power. We stay humble with the power. They they live, laugh, love that. That photo. That's funny. The I and also I feel like the Zelda fandom has a as a pretty safe fandom to be in because there's only so much you can you can mess around and have fights over with like your yeah. Though know, yeah. <laughs> so I will say I think there's one fandom we are missing and that is the Pokemon fandom, which uh, I think. Okay, wins, okay. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I just get away from the Pokemon fandom because Rule Thirty Four was starting to ruin my experience. Dude, I love they, Pokemon. I love Pokemon. They, they will put out like straight up movie quality, I don't know, museum quality art within seconds of an announcement on Pokemon. It is absolutely insane how quickly yeah. they work. The thing is, I I went away from the Pokemon a bit. Like I still love Pokemon. I was never part of, part of the fandom that much. But I I do. I was part of the Pokemon of the Pokemon Go fandom, and it is amazing. I I did. I I was. I I know you mentioned that you were a little like not able to watch play certain games. I wasn't able to watch Pokemon growing up, so uh, I didn't really get to be a part of that. But I did play Pokemon Go pretty intense, like everyone else did when Pokemon Go came out. Oh no, I actually didn't play when it came out. <laughs> When Pokemon, I, that is like, I am the the stapler, stapler late coming to fandom. I hated Pokemon growing up, and I didn't play Pokemon Go when it came up. But when I was I twelve, we got into Pokemon, and now in twenty twenty, I got into Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh, you're late, yeah. Well, you missed out on the party. It was yeah. Quite a thing for a while there, you know. Oh yeah, things were wild. <laughs> well, the the fandom is staying very strong. Uh, I I'm always in awe the work that comes out there. I guess it makes sense. Everyone's got their own, you know, favorites and it's easy to pick your favorites and combine them differently yeah. and do stuff with it. But, uh, uh what's your favorite Pokemon? Oh, ooh, ooh. man. <sighs> what is my favorite Pokemon? I feel like, Hmm.
That's a really good question. I don't know. I think squirrels. I, I think that the squirrel's cute. The, ooh, or the, uh, oh, I, honestly, again, you're talking to someone who played it growing up, so, uh, you know, it's funny. Here's what's funny. Here, this is gonna, I, I can't believe this. I even had this phase. I had a brief phase in, I guess, middle school where I actually started a very big Pokemon fanfic, even though I never got to play or watch it. Uh, I love the idea of Pokemon. So I actually had a really intense, I did a whole world building. Uh, I worked so hard on that. Never released it to the public. I literally wrote it and just like, it was my little Pokemon fanfic. So <laughs> I love Pokemon fanfiction. I love Pokemon fanfics that don't use the character. They use OCs in the Pokemon universe. I love those fanfics. I love like, like Nasray is one of my favorite web comics. Uh, I I see. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really get into the fandom. I just had a phase where I was like, I think I watched the movies, and it was like that was enough for me. I uh, I was a, I, I'm a big fan of Ash Ketchum. Unlike you, I'm like I'm not really. This might surprise you, but I'm I very rarely to OCs. But uh, like, so I was. I'd always do like Ash Ketchum stuff. The very basic person that. I oh yeah, no, I don't like OCs. Like I like OCs. I only had my hero academia OCs because I created them when I was like very young, and I just I wanted to like use them because hey, I made these characters. I should use them, but I don't. I don't make OCs anymore. Well, I and obviously I make OCs. Um, uh, I like well, my, my. Remember, my name used to be on Instagram. It, that was my Sonic the Hedgehog. That was my Sonic the Hedgehog OC that I made that I was Really? Kind of, yeah. No, because uh, my name is, is one of my OCs that I created when I was younger. Like, my original yeah. OC, not from a fandom or anything, just has to be the name of my own OC. Listen, it's hard to come up with original names, okay? No, it's not, a, it's not an original name. It's not. It's just, I just took a Japanese word, Atsui, that means hot, because I like, I like, like, spicy food. I put an H and a C just to make it sound good. Hot I time. I knew that Asui means hot. I'm actually working really hard on I say I'm working I keep forgetting it though, but I have been working on it for as, like almost a year. Uh, so I knew Asui was hot, but I, I don't know what the beginning of the word is, but yeah. Um, I I have some cringe though, and I, my big fan fiction is called For Nakama, just to give you an idea of what a like, little, little weeb I was. <laughs> It's okay. Oh, I was using those Japanese word names like I knew what I was talking about. Listen, oh, growing God. up, I had a Wattpad Percy Jackson crack fic that oh, basically man. was just incorrect quotes, and that thing right now has 400,000 reads, so I think, like, I was a cringe nerd too. You don't have to worry about that. You're not alone. No. You're famous! Oh my gosh! See, I, I am not. I am not. I I tried to separate myself from that person. I wrote that when I was twelve. I am not famous. I am under a rock. Wattpad. <laughs> uh, I missed the Wattpad party. Apparently, it's probably better to go. Oh, to you're one of the lucky ones. Run away from the Wattpad party. Ao free so much better. Oh my gosh, I feel like I did dodge a bullet there. Uh, I was only around yes. for fanfiction.net, and that was it. And I thank God. Oof. Oh man, I yep. see what, what frolics around on on AP, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, you get you get yourself in some trouble in some of these places. Trust me, trust me. You don't. If you did, if you didn't have a Wattpad face and you are in fandom, you were one of the lucky ones. Yes, I missed it. I missed it. I, I was there before. Back in my day, it was so hard to find fan art for. Like, I looked so hard for my fandoms fan art. 
you had DeviantArt, but you couldn't filter it very well. DeviantArt didn't sort it very well. With Twitter and Instagram, you can kind of see it based on what everyone else is reacting to, so it does allow for like an organic, artistic, shared interest kind of thing, while it can't really be algorithm. Art's not really a good algorithm thing. Uh, it kind of has to be a public opinion thing, almost. Um, yeah. But back in my day, uh, it was it was not easy. Uh, that's why I made I made so much uh, One Piece fan art because I couldn't find any. I was like, well, so we got to carry the line. Honestly, if you cannot find it, make it make it is one of my favorite models when it comes to fan art and fan fiction. It's like I'm a writer and an artist. If I cannot find this shit, I am not gonna make it. Yeah, I wish, man, here's that, if I could go back, I would um update my, I actually did fan art for my One Piece fanfic, and I, I, I don't think, sadly, back in the day, you couldn't put your art with your fanfic. Now, on oh. other platforms, you can, and it's like, well, I, got, I missed out on that, I hear I got the art and everything, and I don't got time to be messing around with my childish antics, but it would have been good, I'm sure it would have been good. <laughs> yeah. So I still read fanfic, to be honest, I, I mainly read I, it. Like, I don't read anything else. I am just, I don't know what it is about Bakugo, but I will read a Bakugo fanfic. Valid, valid. Bakugo is such a good character. I'm glad you agree. I, I have a little ba- Bakugo in my in my office. I, In my opinion, he is, like, the best thing about the show. That is my that is my hot take. Yeah. I love him. Uh, personally, I prefer Raraka, but yes. <laughs> Iraka is a wonderful character, and I like, uh, and I think the show has going for it, but I am just crazy about Bakugo. I like his character design. I like his aura as a character. Just really good. Uh, I hope he gets some more time to shine. I'm not sure where this series is going. It seems like it's kind of like a, it's weird. It feels like it's going towards a crisis, but I don't know if there's a personal crisis that I am super emotionally connected to. Actually, I don't know if you read the manga. Yeah, I actually stopped reading the manga in chapter 315. And what was that? What was going on? Like, it was right, like, it was, like, a few chapters after Izuku was, like, revealed as a vigilante. Oh, so, like, right after the big fight? Yep. Yeah, that's a, you know what, I feel like I, that's, I feel like that's not a bad, that's an interesting place to stop it. Like it mm-hmm. sort of came out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm not crapping on it though. I love my hair academia. Uh, I did feel. Oh yeah, I love my hair academia too. It's like it like I find it fun. I find that that funny about like Dream SMB is that my hair academia was my main thing for like almost four years, and suddenly these Minecraft YouTubers come and yank me away. <laughs> they, they stole the fandom. That someone should tell Shonen. That, that their stuff is being stolen, their fandom is being robbed by these uh, random funny people on the internet. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it, I, I find it hilarious. So many things I got interested in those for in those almost four years that could not convince me to stop watching my hero, or read my hero, or doing my hero academia fan art. Yeah, it's Here, very I'm, a, a British child, and suddenly I can only think of of Dreamers and Pete. I find it hilarious. Tommy in it, Tommy in it, my man, my good son. My man, yeah. I need to catch oh, yeah. up. I was watching it. I actually still catching up on the Dream SMP lore. I was um, I know what happened, obviously, but I was wanted to watch it through like how it was originally intended. And so I've been watching it with my sister, uh, so, but I've been busy, so I haven't caught up, but there's lots to watch in the world, but 
I, uh, but uh, I am still wa- catching up with the visuals. Uh, the, I mean, the actual watching of it. I mean, yeah. Were you there for when it was happening? All the big stuff. Yeah, I, the thing is, I oh, was, I, I, I got into a phenomenon. May. <laughs> yeah, did you did mention that I helped a little bit? So maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, you, you had the same struggles that I did. <laughs> yeah like the thing is right i watched like a series in youtube that is like a dramatic reenactment made by eva man gaming i don't yeah, like it that much because it is only the story and none of the characters in that in those yeah. recaps but exactly. then i watch character uh, analysis i know i know who you're talking about because i also watched the evan gaming thing and he does a great job at like explaining yeah moments uh, like but the, the, you can't explain the dream hasn't been like it can exactly. only be a like, he does a great job of putting the story just the story it's very matter it's a very matter of ugly way of telling how it happened so it doesn't let you get attached to any of the characters and it doesn't tell you about any of the relationship between characters and so then i started watching character analysis and then clips and I, I, the only lore bots i watch are the exile bots i have not watched anything else <laughs> You know, you know, I've had a very interesting journey with the dream. I, it was a techno uh, hog video that got me to finally start like looking into the this, this, like lore stuff. But I actually watched the techno versus dream fight back. So I'm, I like Mr. Beast, so I watched some Mr. Beast videos, and I, I saw the techno versus dream. And at the time, I didn't know anything about them, but I liked the idea of a big fight duel between top tier gamers. I just like that kind of thing. Um, and at the time, I don't remember who I actually. I feel like I feel like I felt like I was supposed to root for Dream. I don't know. Um, but all I'm saying is, uh, like, eventually, and then it was like, okay, I see this cool animatic. I like Technoblade. I know I like Technoblade because that animatic told me I like Technoblade. And then I got this, <laughs> and then I watched yeah. Evan Gaming talking about Technoblade's like lore and it was actual his history, and it was like that's so cool. And yeah. I had a big Technoblade kick before I got into the SMP. And and it, it's like even I watched Evan McGamey talk about like Tommy Emmett and stuff, and at the time I didn't know I didn't know anything at all. And to me, I was like, okay, so Tommy's some random game player who came in. I had no idea what um what a great like like what a great entertainer Tommy was, and like exactly it was more of like oh he's this child. Uh, yeah, I I thought it was funny how you just don't. You don't really know how things work just from the surface level, and you kind of have to. It's like you said, exactly. experience. You have to experience it. So, I have yeah. my my brother-in-law. I, I hurt my feelings. He's D and D, and for some reason, he adamantly thinks that the like dream SMP idea, of the dream SMP is just dumb. And it's like you play D and D, like you don't even have to. Dream SMP feels like a D and D campaign between a group of drunk friends. <laughs> it's like I just don't understand, like. Uh, I don't know why he has. I don't know what the addition of it being with a block game. I don't know that how that hurts it in comparison to D and I just don't fathom why that. But I, I've stopped. I've, I've stopped debating him on it. I will not fight him on this. It is not worth a fight. Uh, I mean, it is worth a fight. Honestly, it, it is not worth. It is not worth it. It's. It's more like you know, like as you've noticed now, uh, I just like to justify things that I like, and I like to sometimes I get really defensive if I think it's really good. Not with everything, but some stuff I just like. I get like, it's like if you find something you think has a lot of merit, you just really want to make sure everyone can see it. That's what fan art is all about, and fanfic for that matter. It's like you're you're you see it, 
And I think fanfic is like, I see these characters um, yeah. showcase that in my own way, to some extent. That's why, that's why I did the Zack and Ray comics. I was like, dang, these characters are so dang good. I gotta show these guys off. They're so good. Yeah. And it was yeah, and that thing spiraled. Okay, so we are actually about like I we are way over the time. <laughs> As I said, you could get me talking. I I can. No, no, I I honestly like I I got get it away too. <laughs> you got me so, monologue. Yeah, no. So like the before like we stop like recording and we do the out things and everything. You have, and this is the question I stole from Anthony Padilla that I am very proud of. You have two <laughs> minutes to promote anything you want, go. Uh, to, to talk about anything I want? Promote, yes, and talk about everything uh, you want. Oh my gosh, please, read sent my comic. It's going to pop off, so it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen. It is like, okay, you like dramatic character stuff? You like funny characters? Do you like action violence? Do you like lore, complex backstories, angst? This is gonna, we're four chapters in, it's gonna go so hard soon, and this is my baby right now, and I put my heart and soul into it, and I hope, I think if you give it a try, you will fall in love with my characters, and this is my big obsession right now. You like werewolves, lichens, fantasy, westerns? Oh my gosh, it's got all those things. And, uh... It's my current obsession. It's very character-centric, and uh, I, I try to work pretty hard on world-building, but mostly characters, and uh, it's it's my obsession, uh, obsession right now. Uh, aside from that, watch Osama Ranking, or Ranking of Kings. I'm really crazy into that right now. <laughs> if, if you don't want to check out something that's been approved by a publisher and uh, an animation team, Ranking of Kings has a really nice uh, animation and character writing as well, but... Uh, I mainly am trying to promote my <laughs> scent on webtoons. Scent like the smell. Uh, that's my big thing. Yeah. Uh, it'll be worth it, I promise. That probably was a minute. Yeah, it's okay. So, everyone, thank you all for coming to this episode of Fancast. You can find me on Twitch. This Fancast usually is a Twitch podcast live every Sunday at 3 p.m. PST. Now, for a while it won't be, but still you can find me and Fancast at twitch.tv slash You can find Fancast on Spotify at, at Fancast with Hatsui and on YouTube as Fancast Podcast. Thank you all for coming. You can find Tiffany on Instagram as Tiffany Petit and on Webtoons with the webcomic sent, Adventure Second Ray, and come with me. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.